Welcome to Wisdom Plug Podcast with your host, Yemi Davids. The wiser you are, the better you live. Great was the day when I came to an understanding that when the devil wants to launch a major attack on people, he starts first with discouragement. Discouragement is like John the Baptist of what the enemy wants to do. So many people are not aware. He comes with that situation, that circumstance. It's, so the person, like, it's like you're like vulnerable. You understand? You're open. That is when he now launches the original attack. Before a marriage begins to fall apart completely, one of the parties will be discouraged in the marriage. I'm tired. I don't like the way my husband talks to me. I like, you know, and when that is not dealt with, then the real blow now comes in. So in the slides, I tried to, I think uh, uh, the next slide about, um, um, I, I say discouragement is to be uh, less determined or less hopeful or to be unsure of oneself. Can we have the slide on the screen, please? Uh, discouragement is to persuade you not to do something or to lose faith. Then, what are the effects of discouragement? Can, can we get to the effects of the, 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 the next two? The effects of discouragement. So, so, so it doesn't appear like an attack, but it's really an attack. When you are discouraged, it opens you to bitterness. Unforgiveness. That one is one major part of it. Compromise or shortcuts. Sometimes people start, start to lie. Division. You're working in a place and you don't feel you're compensated enough and you have been waiting for, comp- and it's not coming. If you don't deal with it very well, you can start stealing. The discouragement gives you a justification for many of these things, but these ones are very deadly. Immorality. And my husband is not satisfying me in bed, or my wife is not doing this, so we, we, we should blame me. And then you open the door to immorality or an affair, which is, which is a problem. Or for some people, it's rebellion. I can't take it anymore. I'm discouraged the way they are treating me. But there's a way to handle that matter. If you don't handle it the right way, you get into rebellion. Discouragement makes people vulnerable. Discouragement is the John the Baptist of Satan's major attack. Sometimes, as Pastor Bimbo said during, during the prayer time, it comes as a spirit, it's one of the spirit of heaviness. You're just, you're just, when, when that heavy thing comes on you, you don't even feel like doing anything. For some people, it's the reason for slothfulness. I don't feel like working. I don't feel like going anywhere. But laziness will destroy your future. <laughs> so I believe every believer must hear this kind of series. Not because you are discouraged, but when it comes, you know what to do. You have to be equipped. So that when it shows up, you know how to deal with it. Let me, let, me, let me show you a prophet in scriptures. I think I read that last week. In 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 2. 
First Kings chapter 19, verse 2. I think that's Elijah. Elijah got to a point in his life and he was praying that God should kill him. What a prayer point. Can we have that? First Kings 19, 2. Thank you. Then, now, now, this is what happened. You know, I said last week that one of the times that the enemy attacks is after a major victory. Now, this prophet just overcame 400 um, prophets of Baal or Baal, you know. What a major victory in the land. That was when he caught down fire. Let the God that answer by what? Fire. That was when it happened and fire came down. And the 400 uh, false prophets were killed. What a victory for the land. But immediately after that victory, the assumption is, oh, the entire land is now sanitized. Everything is now okay. But then Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah saying, so let the gods do to me and more also, if I do not make your life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. That is, I will, the way you, you, you killed the prophets of Baal, I will also do it to you. Now, if you read this from your own perspective, ah, you shouldn't be afraid. You should do to her what she did now. Call down. But when you are tired, you see differently. Look at the next verse. And when he saw, and when he saw that, he arose. <laughs> Can you see that? Do you know Elijah? Elijah the Tishbite. If you touch me, I will bite you. The fairy prophet. What did he do? Ran for his life and went to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah, and left a servant there. Verse 4. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness. You will not enter a wrong wilderness. And came and sat down. This is how discouragement or depression operates. And came and sat down under a broom tree and prayed that he might die. And said, it is enough now, Lord. Take my life. For I am not better. I am no better. In, our, in, our, in, our, in today's language, it's suicide. That God is even praying. Some will not pray. They just do it themselves. But look at the... From victory to suicide. After a major victory. And then you're on the run. <laughs> you know, when they say run for his life, I, I try to imagine it. You know, he was a bearded prophet. And they don't have trousers in those days. I just imagine carrying his robe. And then began to run. And then told the peer to stay somewhere. And then continued to run. And they went under a tree. And you know, crying. Father, kill me. I'm tired. Let's go back to the slides. And what this also should do is to help you not to look down on yourself. If a prophet can go through this, then don't think your case is too much for God to handle. It's a God should kill him. What are the major reasons for this courage? Let me just mention some things. Pressure. Pressure. Instagram can lead you to discouragement. Just looking at it for 10 minutes and you encounter some of your old schoolmates and you leave the place, you just ease. What have I achieved in my life? Pressure, peer pressure. Disappointment is a major, major door to discouragement and we all go through it. 
Many times you've calculated something. Many times you have, you have, okay, you know, you, you, okay, latest, latest by Friday, latest by Friday. And then Friday becomes three Fridays, ten Fridays, three years. Disappointments and delays. Hi. Disappointments in people is one major reason people get discouraged when people you hold in high regard. Do you know how many Christians backslid just because they hear that a particular pastor messed up? Because they hold people in high regard on a pedestal. Ah, that is my mentor. That is this. That is the spiritual man. He's the owner. He's the head of Africa. Blah, blah, blah. And then something happens and he falls away and then they fall away. Disappointments in people, disappointments in a system. If I take a poll on social media to ask how many Nigerians are discouraged. Let me even ask here, sir. If for, for at least many of us, how many of us are Nigerians here? I will ask again, in case you don't know whether you are, where you are in Lagos or if you are in, in, a, in a, How many of us are Nigerians? Ah. Ah, some people, some people have Yari though. <laughs> I'm not being Nigerian. Okay, how many of us, I don't know use the word discourage. How many of us are encouraged about Nigeria? You're encouraged. Amen. I love you. Thank you. How many of us are discouraged in Nigeria? I mean, we don't understand the question. If you are, if you are, if you, how do I even frame the question, Seth? How many of us are discouraged about Nigeria. Simple. Put up your hand. Okay. How many of us have said this? Okay, let me do this. How many of us would like to leave the country? You are joking, right? I'm going to ask again in case you didn't hear what I said. What, what, what do you mean by that? How many of us, because the, the, the place just lit up now, how many of us will love? <laughs> Somebody's hand is up, even the question has not landed. How many of us would like to leave the country? To where? So if I pray now that God should open the door, you will say amen. Uh, if I pray, at least I'm praying. What kind of, what kind of Should I pray that God should close the door? So, okay, look at me now. So, I should pray that God should open the door for all of you. So, when I come next Wednesday, we will not be the door to preach to. <laughs> Online. Hey! Online. Father, you heard everything. Do as you wish. <laughs> wow! Hey, hey. Hmm. online. Okay. So disappointments, delays. You're married, trusting God for the fruit of the womb, and then you have delays, or you want to get married and you have not done anything wrong, and then even the people that have done many things wrong that you know already married with children, so that can be the reason, you know. And you're asking yourself, why am I not married? 
you, just, you don't even understand. You, sometimes you wake up in the morning and you like this and look at yourself. <laughs> what is the problem? You know, and, and you're bothered as a man, as a woman, or finances. I've been in, in a place in my life where you just wonder whether money doesn't like you. Have you been there? I mean, some of us grew up in uh, homes where you have enough or you're buoyant, you know, or you're born with a silver spoon. <laughs> I, I, I was not born with any spoon. And you wonder, is it that money doesn't like our family or we offended money before we were born? Because when you see people that have money, you wonder, why is it getting to their hand and not getting to your own hand? And it, it looks like a mystery to you. Or for some of us, you just go through challenges from one challenge to the other and you're bothered now. Why is it like that? So the moment those questions are not answered, after a prolonged period, you become vulnerable. And on that platform, the enemy can now launch an attack. It could be bitterness towards men or towards your ex. Unforgiveness, you know, towards someone that hurt you. Because sometimes when things happen to us, we zero it on somebody. That if not for this thing that my mom did, or my ex did, I'm not sure I'll be here. And it's not really their fault. But you just sum it up and hang it on their head and then you direct the unforgiveness towards them. And I've mentioned about in the compromise. People now want to take the shortcut to speed up. You understand? There's been a delay. So what can I do to, to do it fast? So some steal, many compromise, many visit strange places. And they do strange things. To catch up. I want to offer some answers. Some might not be so palatable. That's why I mentioned that you should learn to just receive. As long as what I'm sharing is in God's word, please accept it. It will help us. If you, if you know how to overcome discouragement, believe me, your, your destiny is made. The future is made. The enemy will not be able to do certain things in your life and go scot-free because you know what to do. Now, this one, I said it last week. Learn to encourage yourself in the Lord. <laughs> Avoid the satanic trap of my children will encourage me, my wife will encourage me, my husband. And the moment you don't get it from there, you now remain in the darkness. Many of us make, make, like, we make gods of men. So we, we, we like to make people feel, ah, I have a problem. They should come and encourage me. Learn to encourage yourself in the Lord. Micah 7, 8. My enemy, do not rejoice over me when I fall. I shall rise again. If you have to even pray, Holy Spirit, help me to encourage myself. He will find a way. If, if you have to pray a prayer, help me to encourage myself. I'm saying that because the people you are waiting to encourage you, do you know what they are going through? That someone is smiling does not mean they are okay. Somebody came to ask for money in church one time and the way he was presenting the money, he, he, he was sounding like I'm the only one going through this in this church. The church must give me money. You know, it was an accommodation thing. It was, he packaged it. And I brought out a list of orphans, of widows, within and outside the church. Whose matter? Your own is not one quarter of it. Calm down. And I saw the list. I said, look at this list. Look at this list. We are still on number five. 
and this about that something names. And you just come in and you're like, no, no, calm down, don't, 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 no, calm down. Learn to encourage yourself. Learn to speak to yourself. This is not my end. Do you understand? And the scriptures, uh, that scripture, can, can we have that scripture on the screen again? It says, my enemy, it says, do not rejoice over me, my enemy, when I fall. I will what? Lift your right and say, I will arise. I will arise when I fall. When I sit in darkness, the Lord will be what? I can't offer you anything outside God's word. Some of us are expecting some psychological. This is the answer. Anything that passes God's word, that, that, that's nothing else. Because some of us, we, we try to look for something that you cannot find. If the word cannot settle it, then you, you, you are not ready for answers. There's nothing God can do. If the doctor offers you, these are the things to use that will help you. I start looking like this, like, this cannot solve my problem. Then go and look for the answer somewhere else. Don't behave like that. The answer is in the word. When I fall, I will arise. I will arise. Then you can go further if you're educated and go to um, uh, develop and uh, download an app of um, quotable quotes. You understand? And then look at the ones that talked about discouragement, overcoming discouragement. And then you will see some quotes that matter to you. Many of those quotes are already in scriptures. They just framed it in our own language. All men fall, but the great ones, what? They rise again. Failure is an opportunity to begin again more intelligently. You can write it down, but you need to have some of those statements yourself that you speak to yourself. If you have lost anything, it's the reason I've not lost everything. Are we, are we together? <laughs> are we together? Now, the next one is a bit hard, but we'll learn it. You know, when they give you tablets in the hospital, you don't always like it. Some of them are bitter or big, but it will help your system. Be humble to learn. Many times, when we go through a crisis, there is this closure in our heart not to hear anybody, not to hear anything. You don't understand my pain. You don't understand what I'm going through, how I failed the exam. I've tried 10, 10 times. It's okay to feel like that, but you have to learn. Let me show you a scripture, Psalms 119, verse 67. Be humble to learn. At least... If it is to learn from the mistake so it doesn't happen again. Many times while people are tearing over a matter, while they are still complaining to God, instead of looking at the matter, something worse happens. Before I was what? What happened? <laughs> it's a very hard verse. But now, I've kept your word. That is, before certain afflictions certain things show up, you might have missed it. You might not know where you missed it. No, it's no problem. But can you be humble to learn what happened that opened the door? It's like when they killed Peter. I mean, James in scripture. Acts chapter, what is that? 12 or 16? Which one? Apostle. Acts 12. When the king Herod killed James, they were 
crying. Do you know what happened next? He arrested Peter to kill him. That's when they woke up and started praying. And when they now prayed, Peter was not killed. Affliction will now arise again in your life. Say louder amen to that. Many say stay too long in that mystery and then the enemy launched under attack. Peter was their leader, their main leader. The enemy took James, he killed him with the sword. They were still looking. He arrested the main person. He wanted to kill the person. Ah! They now started praying. In the tears, pray. In the midst of the tears, learn. If you don't learn, the next six months, something else can happen. You lost a relationship, cry. The guy, after eight years of courtship, cry. But as you are crying, I'm saying to you, be humble to learn that. Why did I even allow the courtship to be how many years? How many? Eight. Jesus Christ lived for three years and died for my sin. You are crying, no? But why did I allow it? Maybe I should have opted out three or four years ago. Maybe I would have been better. Why, why, what, 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 even my BSc was how many years? And the masters I did. Ah, what was I doing for eight years? You are crying, but learn. If not, you enter another one and then six and a half years. God forbid for you in Jesus' name. You know, when you are walking on the, on the street, you're walking on the street, maybe a rocky street, and then you're walking and, you know, a, a beautiful girl, you're walking, and then a stone, you know, you stumble because of a stone, and then you fall down, but you are too conscious of what will people say, how will they see me. You quickly stand up, right? And then clean your body. You don't even bother to check what made you to stumble? He was a stone. And there are still many of them there. But because your, what your preoccupation is, what will people say? I fell down. How they look at me? And as you are still doing that, you might hit another stone and fall again. And that might even be worse. This is a major part of overcoming discouragement. But it's hard. But it's sweet in the sense that I notice that the moment you start learning, the discouragement will start dissipating. Because you're now having some solidity in your heart. Okay, I, I will not do this next time. I will avoid that next time. It's providing you some bit of answers. And then discouragement begins to ebb away. Be humble to learn. Tell your neighbor, be humble to learn. Tell that neighbor, neighbor of everybody, be humble to learn. Now, under that learning, <laughs> it's about also talking to people. I shared a story. I was preaching in a church when a keyboard was stolen in, after a church conference. You know, we're just, maybe we were too relaxed. And then they stole a keyboard, so I was not happy. The last year, the church conference was like the best we've had, you know. And then in the euphoria of the celebration, you come to the office and they say two keyboards have evaporated. It was discouraging. Millions. So... While I was thinking, the Holy Spirit said, call your friends and ask them how are they handling their own, like, securities, any other thing you can do. Because why you are crying, if you don't resolve it, they will soon carry speaker. So I called a friend of mine. <laughs> he just started laughing. I said, what happened? He said, they stole their keyboard, their mixer, drum set. Ah. And I started laughing. And my discouragement became Thanksgiving. You now mentioned three other churches in their area where they picked almost everything. I said, God is merciful and also. But if I didn't call, you just overblow that thing in your mind. 
I said, I have a special problem. We have a special security problem. Our people are not okay. Our security, you know, I, I was shocked what they said. And the next thing, okay, how do we handle it? Okay, can we do this? Can we do that? Talk to people. Ask people to pray for you. I do that a lot. Not everybody can pray for you. You should be able to design one or two people you can call and say, uh, I'm, I'm going through this crisis on my job. I need wisdom. I need favor. Please join me in prayers. Or you can do WhatsApp prayers. You can do Zoom prayers together with a friend or three people. But never be like Elijah and staying under a broom tree and be analyzing everything yourself and say, I'm the only one serving God. Everybody has backslidden. No, ask others, have you backslidden? Talk to others. Tell them to pray for you. Talk to the right people. Seek intercessors. Seek some mentoring. Somebody might need to call someone tonight about something. Just call that person. How, are you, how do you handle this kind of crisis in business? This has been happening since 2020. I thought it was the pandemic, but now it's still there. How did you handle your own? And three statements can just liberate you for the next season. Don't just stay by yourself and be thinking everybody's against you. That mentality is bad. Everybody's against me. My parents don't like me. Church doesn't like me. My wife hates me. That's a wrong mentality. We are not that I do that we don't have what to think about. And it's now you. But when you're in a crisis, you think like that. Everybody's against me. They don't really love me. <laughs> One day I was asking my pastor. I was greeting him. I, I, I've shared his story severally. I was in a conference. I was greeting him. He didn't answer me. He was looking at me. I assumed he was looking at me. And I was greeting him. He didn't even do as though I existed. He affected me. Ah, why? What did I do? I just came for the conference. Did they tell him something about me? What did anybody So I started asking so we are in a place, it was it. I said, ah, the conference, I, said, I was greeting you. He said, which day? Where? I not mentioned the day. Ah, he said, ah, that day, maybe that was the day they brought a cell leader that just died to his office. They should wake him up. They brought the body of the person to the office. They were doing a conference, so the annual conference. They now brought the person to the office. That, you have to wake this person up. <laughs> and he said, he was praying about that, and then he still had to preach in the conference. Say, I didn't see you at all. People are going through their own things. Don't think because they don't talk like you, or squeeze their face like you, or cry over the place. They have their own challenges. While you are seeking people's help, don't become self-centered. Because if you are self-centered, even when the help they offer you seem not to be enough, you can start fighting them. I thought my friend should be calling me every day based on the things I told her. You know, and now he has not called me for three days. Do you know what person is going through for three days? God is our strength in Jesus' name. A man is not old until he stops learning. When you stop learning, you start dying. Learning is the key to greatness. Join us every Sunday at Global Impact Church at The Goodland, Ifako Bus Stop, Oworonshoki, Ogbudu Expressway, Lagos, Nigeria. Host, Yemi and Bimbo Davids. For inquiries, visit www.globalimpactng.org. Global Impact Church. Think greatness. 
achieve greatness.